0: I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong, because y'all are idiots. I'm Drew with you.
1: As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. Oh, I was not listening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is very apparent to everyone on the podcast that you were not listening. And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve.
1: Welcome to another episode of Not The Podcast You Deserve. I'm pretty sure this is episode 81, but I'm not good with numbers. Tonight, we'll be talking about uh, a new movie that's come out. And I saw it, and I have some thoughts, and I've been waiting to talk about it for several weeks. And I appreciate that uh, my co-host went out this weekend and have seen it as well. Because uh, it's time to talk about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. The Secrets of Dumbledore, and I only had to take two breaths during that title.
0: See, whoever did the Fast and Furious franchise name this movie? Like, like that's the most ridiculous. Are, title. are
1: you serious? The Fast and franchise has cut out all syllables. Their last one was F nine. Right.
0: <laughs> they, they got rid of yeah. all letters. Nine. The the new one is just Fast X. Yeah, they released that. This love week. love that F X. Yeah, let's take it. Yeah, Yeah. well,
1: they're trying to be on that channel at all times. (laughs) Uh, But yes, it is is a crazy, stupid long name.
0: I I was actually really impressed that you were able to keep spoilers away for as long as you did. And you just kind of gave us a little tidbit, and you, you gave us two weeks to... To go out and watch it, and then come back and talk about it. Uh, That was impressive.
1: Yeah, I I needed you to because you're
0: a big Harry Potter fan, right? Like you're this. This is like that's your wheelhouse.
1: So yeah, I need you to go in fresh to the to the movie. I didn't want to (laughs) influence you one way or the other. Um, I I am a big Harry Potter fan. I have become more so since I've got married. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and admit it to all of our fans out there. I haven't read all the books. I read like one, two, three, four. And then, like, became a teenager and was like, I'm going to stop doing this. And then seven came out and was like, well, I've got to do this again. Uh, So I didn't read five or six, which some people are like, those are the greatest ones. I'm like, whatever. Um,
2: Well, someone who's not good with numbers, I bet it was really hard for you. It was really hard. So
1: I'm not good with numbers and I'm not good at reading. So I depend very heavily on uh, movies and TV shows for my media. So uh, I'm pretty... I'm pretty stunted that way. But regardless, uh, I do really love all the movies. Uh, if you haven't been to Harry Potter World in Orlando, I highly recommend it. It's a great time. Um, but I, I was a big fan. And I even like the Fantastic Beasts movies for the most part. Uh, but they're, they're starting to lose me a little bit. Um, so I'll, before we dive too far in uh you guys initial reactions coming out uh what, what's the headline takeaway from you
2: i'll say the the do you want the fantastic beasts as a trilogy or just the the newest, newest
1: movie and then if you have a, a statement on the trilogy as a whole maybe
2: Uh, i've liked the fantastic beasts i think they're a fun idea of going back into the the kind of prequel yeah, the lore. almost era, yeah which is really hard to do. I know Game of Thrones is gonna try to do that same thing a little bit, but uh, I think they've done a really good job of keeping it small scale, even though we're dealing with uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald and a bunch of these big names, uh, characters and and serious plot lines. Uh, But I think the third one, they really hit their stride with the world building. I think this one's done more to add to the Harry Potter franchise than the other two have done. The other two have been fun uh, little adventures and kind of stories with uh, Grindelwald and Newt's Commander. but this one it really felt like we were learning about the wizarding world a little bit more and that's really fun uh, as somebody who's married to a very large Harry Potter fan it was also fun to get to see her geek out while watching the movie and she'll know like spells or catch you know uh, throwaway lines that are big easter eggs that go over my head but I you know I appreciate you letting me come in fresh um Despite not being as, as big a Harry Potter fan as, as you are, I haven't read any of the books either. So, but it was fun to get to be in that world. Yeah.
0: yeah, In the last calendar year, I watched all of the Harry Potters, most of them for the first time. And I really enjoyed them. And I feel like I missed out on, uh, on those when they were coming out. Um, but the spiders and the second one really got me, and I didn't go back. <laughs> they have since then grown up and watched them. Um, but the biggest takeaway for me from watching this last one was that you guys do not and have never cared about me as a human being, as a friend, as a family member, or a podcast host because no one warned me about the goddamn spider, crab, scorpion, monster thing in the the middle of this movie. Didn't know it existed. You You never cared enough or loved me enough to bring this up to me before I watched the movie? How dare you, both of you.
2: Crab, spider crab, spider crab. The spider oh, crab. Oh, yeah, the scorpion. It was more of a scorpion-looking thing. I don't know, dude.
0: There was lots of legs. I was freaked out. There and were a the big, legs. hairy, like, thing came in the back. I was like, nope, get me out of here. Ah. Um, <laughs> but if, uh,
2: if I had seen them as spiders and not scorpions, I'm sure I would have also forgotten to warn you. So you <laughs> should feel any better. The,
0: uh, but the actual biggest takeaway, probably, from this movie is that I don't think I've ever seen a movie that Ezra Miller has been in and walked away and saying, wow, what a great job Ezra Miller did. Yeah, <laughs> Because at the end of this movie, I was like, what was he doing? What uh, What was that? Why was that? What, <laughs> how was that the best they could get out of him?
1: Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, I've never been the biggest Ezra Miller fan, which is a bummer because I'm a huge Flash fan and I just want better mm-hmm. for my favorite superhero. Um mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't want to throw too much shade on him. I think his character in general doesn't do a lot for me.
2: Uh, one of the, one of the big issues, like writing a prequel, like a story that takes place right before your big name Harry Potter franchise, is that any new characters you introduce can't really impact the story that you know, right after it at all. So they have to, like, here's a really cool, super powerful character, and then we have to explain why they don't show up ever again yeah. in the eight books that were written before yeah. this.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a good point. Um I will say, <clears throat> when your character development is that you're moody,
2: <laughs> it
1: just doesn't land for me. It, like, he's a very one-dimensional character, and I get that there's more going on, but, like, it just... It's tough to watch because then you turn around and you see some really dynamic performances. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think Eddie Redman does a, a great job. And I think, yeah. yeah, And I think that Jude Law does a really good job. And I think all the three different people that have played Grindelwald uh, have done interesting <laughs> and good and sometimes oh. bad jobs. Um, I really like Max uh, in, in this one. I thought he did the best so far.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Okay
2: um yeah i i agree i i really oh. enjoyed it. but
0: uh he he was very like um he's very like uh i don't know if understated is the right word um but he just like very like i'm gonna hold you with every sentence which is cool um but after like 45 minutes of that it's just kind of like get to the point what do you want why are you evil
2: if there was like two or three more scenes of him fighting Dumbledore, which they they explain thoroughly why they, mm-hmm. that could happen, that's like the whole point of these movies. But if there were like two or three more where you get to see him be this all-powerful baddie, then I, I think that menacingness would come through a lot more. But you're right, Kyle, because that's saved for, till the very end. Yeah, it's like, I mean, Mad Max is terrifying as a person, but. It is kind of more tell me, not showing me that he's evil.
1: Yeah. I, I think he does a great job with the eyes. Like, he's just got, like, a terrifying... Just eyes, like I don't know. I'm going to, like, drill fear into you, and you're like, yeah, I feel it. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> Please just don't bleed out of your eye <laughs> again. I can't... It was... It. So,
1: <laughs> I was not impressed with uh, Ezra Miller, as we harped on a few times. Uh, and then there was one other person whose character I really liked... I couldn't handle the way they talked and it was the charms professor and I can't remember her name. Um, but she's like, she's like the really powerful wizard or witch. And she does a great job, uh, moving the storyline. I thought that, uh, I liked her character and, and everything that went along with that. But every time she spoke, I'm like, what is your accent? Because (laughs) you don't talk like any human I've ever met. Uh, so maybe there's more to that story there. You know, maybe she's maybe she's not human.
0: Who knows?
2: Um, I would like I'd like to take this time to speak to my wife and let her know that hey, listen, we're not gonna get the name. We don't know what it is,
0: Professor Hicks.
2: I know you're yelling it at... Oh, oh, we got it. We got it. Never mind.
0: But I was with you. Like when she first started talking, I was like, "What's up with that?" What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It
2: was a choice that they made. Uh, but
1: but overall, I would say my takeaway was that. This was a great movie for the world building like you talked about, Drew. That's why I keep watching these movies is because I want to know what's going on in the world. I, it, honestly, the next two movies they make about this could also suck and I'll still go see them because I, I just want to <laughs> be in that world. Uh, you know, There's
2: something magical about being in Harry Potter. World. Yeah. That's just – at the end of the day, it's what. Yeah,
1: it truly has like captured my mind. So I'm going to keep going back to see them. Uh, it's like the same reason I'll I'll go see any Star Wars thing because I want to know more about that galaxy far far away, but mm-hmm. I can still objectively walk out and go, eh, and that's what I did here. Um, I really enjoyed knowing more about the characters and knowing more about the lore. I did not enjoy seeing the movie. <laughs> so I got that going on. Go for me. on. Um, there were certain things that were, I thought, very visually stunning. Uh, like that scene yeah. where Dumbledore and, uh, sorry, Jude Law and Ezra Miller, like, go, like, through the mirror. And then they're, like, in a yeah alternate, like, Doctor yeah. Strange glass dimension. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I thought of, too. It was really cool. That was visually really capturing and stunning. And there was a lot of uh, little spells. And, um, like, when she throws the book and they, like, make a paper bridge out of it. And stuff. It's like... Yeah. yeah, and there were certain uh character dynamics that I really liked. Uh like Jacob trying to get with Queenie and like fight for her and like their love story. That was really interesting. Yeah. And then honestly, my favorite scene was the one you mentioned, Kyle, with the uh scorpion snake things. And no, and dude. you just see uh you just see Newt's commander no. like hit the dance pose and then he just shuffled. Yeah. I was like I was cracking up. And then yeah. Then it came down to a uh, frickin' chinchillin' uh, bowing to somebody, uh, and I was like, "I'm sorry." Did we, Can we
0: take a minute? <laughs> Did we? Can we talk about how that's the way they choose who's the leader of the free wizarding world? Is the deer is gonna bow to with, somebody, and like that's who it with is? No with it. no question. With no question. Yeah. And like they got to vote afterwards, but we've clearly seen that they'll just vote for whoever the deer bows yeah. to. So like Yeah,
1: and the what? and the voting is you just throw the sign up. A color and yes. I don't know how they're counting it. Like is there yes. is there somebody like just up there with a tally marker being like that's one, that's two, that's three, that's four. Like that's one thing mm. that bothers me, and this happens in all like fantasy and sci-fi things, right? It's the classic eagles of the lord of the rings it's like why didn't you just get on the eagles the whole time or you know like in star wars when it's like she's lost the will to live and you're like that can't be right um (laughs) but like in harry potter (laughs) for me it's once once we figured out how to apparate why are we walking anywhere
0: for sure when Uh, they were walking up all those steps to like get to the the castle thing at the end i was like what are you doing why are you doing that so, that makes no sense and and they clearly apparated to get there and then right. they're
1: like but now we have to walk and apparently <laughs> not everybody's supposed to walk up there like there's a big crew like down at the bottom but just anybody can walk up there because about 40 of them do it and nobody says <laughs> yes. anything yeah yeah so i'm just like <laughs>
0: right what
1: on. like Can anybody just walk up this thing? No one's going to stop them. We don't have a guard of any kind for the most important animal bowing of your life. (laughs) We're not going to put one guard. Oh my gosh.
0: It's like reverse Lion King. It's it's reverse Lion King is how they they choose their next leader, which, like, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better system. Not even Price Cooper Waterhouse to tally all those votes <laughs> in time, and, and how did they see the votes that were because people were watching on like flags like apparently TVs for wizards are just flags mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. that do the live feed and like those people are voting like how <laughs> what are, what are we doing I don't I don't get hung up on the minutiae of of the small stuff too much but that took me out of the movie very quickly it's that pretty- the bad guy's evil scheme is to kill. Like the only supposedly chillin, and then raise it from the dead mm-hmm. f- so that it bowed to him and then died five minutes later, like, of all the great wizarding plans out there, there had to be one that was a little that had like a little <laughs> more substance to it. I would hope.
2: Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. It, it is a little bit very mcGuffphony, if anything, if nothing else. The, but it it does introduce him as a very evil character, like when he. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Thing mm-hmm. like you, like man, you are a ruthless, evil man, and, and your both your sisters started to cry at that scene. Just so oh you know. wow,
1: and it I, I get it. The name of the series is The Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. At some point, the plot has to revolve around an animal. Otherwise, what yeah. are we doing here? but also yeah, why
0: is newton but involved? also yeah.
1: maybe we should have thought about that before we decided to make a five movie series and title them all about animals cuz at some point you're gonna run out of animal themes <laughs>
2: <laughs> and this one is the animal that we actually really used to vote on the the Chilean sea bass bow is actually like 10 chillin bows that's what I predict is the future <clears answer, throat> uh, of this franchise. Y'all didn't run with me on that bit at I, all. That I didn't. Nope, I, didn't I laid didn't out follow. on you real hard for that. Uh, on the uh, <laughs> Fantastic B side of things, though, the first time the Chillins show up and Newt gets ambushed by Ezra Miller and company, that was a legitimately scary scene. Like, yeah. I feel the, like the Harry Potter franchise does the Death Eaters really well and that they, it uses them kind of sparsely. But when they show up, you're like really concerned that anybody may die at any moment.
0: Yeah, and that brings me to another question for you guys that may know more about Harry Potter and the Wizarding World than I do. If there is a spell that when cast and hits another person, it kills them immediately, Mm -hmm. why do all the other wizards who hate each other and are trying to harm each other not use that spell? Why are we shooting blue things that stun people? You know, what, did they just not get the, did they not get the command from Picard to set phasers <laughs> to, to, to kill. kill? Like, what's the deal there?
2: This is a question for my wife, uh, who I'm sure would give a better answer.
0: Um, it's like the it's the, I, I the curse, just... you're you not supposed to do yeah, it. Yeah, the killing like, curse, you're homies. not supposed to do it. They I... obviously don't care. It, it's It's I one just...
1: of like the forbidden spells. Like I think there's like seven of them or something like that, five or seven. Sure,
0: I remember that. Yep.
2: My assumption is that the Death Eaters are always using that spells, and the good wizards are just trying to block it. And they're trying to use yeah them. in
0: the middle of like what is essentially usurping a an election. Uh, the most evil wizard of all time has thousands of henchmen apparently that are all scoured throughout the city trying to find the people with the briefcase because there's there's literally there's got there's hundreds of them. And, and that one hall uh, that one alleyway with the handsome guy and Dr. Higgins or whatever her name is uh, Dr. Hicks and, and and they all they all want to kill him and they all want what they got and Newt gets shot I think three times by what? another wizard that is a part of the most evil wizard who is usurping the crown and he wakes up 30 seconds later and it's just like oh back to business as normal like at some point that's fair that's fair you'd put I... him make him a tree or if yeah, you can't use the the whatever forbidden thing, turn them into a tree, turn them into a newt, uh, <laughs> you know, like like whatever. It, it just it seems like odd, and I know that's nitpicking for MacGuffin reasons, but I, I that bothered the, me.
2: I think the Harry Potter franchise does a better job of setting up that like the bad guys are outnumbered, they're trying to hide and stay hidden until they're you know amassed and Voldemort's back, and then they are you know killing people left and right. So there's at least some reasoning behind them not being able to just kill off everybody. But there is something to be said about Grindelwald's team does seem to be lacking in a little bit of personalities and punching power.
0: Trenchcoats and fedoras, that's not enough uh, character for you?
2: <laughs> no. Yeah. As baller as a, as a sweet fedora is, don't get me wrong, I appreciate a, a f- fedora as much as the next guy but uh yeah it's going to need a little bit more like just what's the name of the two other girls in the squad like we have Ezra Miller as a Dumbledore and they're like two Queenie. other There's Queenie and then there's one other woman that I don't know if we ever learned her name
1: i i'll tell you i don't know it um <laughs> but that's part of the thing about this series for me is that there are so many characters they introduce them in and out of the movies, and then you're like, wait, have I seen you before? Am I supposed to remember your name? Are you new? Are we just not addressing what you're doing?
0: Yeah. Have okay. you been
1: replaced by somebody? Were you a previous character that now you're a different character, but you're the same character?
0: Did Amber Heard shit on your pillow?
2: Wow.
1: <laughs> Deep cut. Um, but, like, uh, I mean, Newt's girlfriend right that he's looking at the uh, picture of her the whole time in his suitcase yeah and she's just not there and the only reasoning they give is she's busy yeah
0: (laughs) yeah move along i think this was filmed like in the middle of covid uh so i'm sure they had to shuffle some stuff around but i thought it was weird you just saw her picture in his briefcase she gets one shot like during the weird election thing and then she's there at the end it's like Could have used you, probably, for all the stuff we just did over the last two hours. Yep, for sure.
1: Um, Okay, but is there uh, anything that you guys particularly liked about the movie? Anything that stood out to you, um, either as a movie aspect or something that was revealed in the Harry Potter world that you're like, oh, that's a cool item or a cool spell or something like that?
0: The, uh, The Wizarding Battles, I thought, were really, really well done. Um, I thought these wizard, that wizard battles between Dumbledore and whatever his name is Grindelwald also yeah. they call him like four different names. They pronounce that like four different <laughs> ways. Um, I thought that was the best wizard battle out yeah. of all of the Harry Potter series out of all of this series as well. I thought that was really cool.
2: I, I, I agree with you. That was super like intense and electric and dynamic. They're just teleporting all over the place.
0: Yeah, that was sweet. Whereas, like, the final batter between Harry and Voldemort, they, like, hug and jump off a rooftop together and say, like, okay, <laughs> well, y'all are wizards, but, yeah, let's jump off a roof together. Cool.
2: I feel like, Kyle, you're taking a lot of umbrage with uh, Harry Potter's lack of using magic to.
0: Yeah. I, oh, oh, here's another thing I got. I'm sorry. Here's another thing that really bothers me. Um, seeing these movies, I guess, like, as an adult for the first time as opposed to growing up with him. Dumbledore sucks. Like, Uh, that dude will give you the least amount of information that he possibly can give you for you to still, the likely outcome is that you still live. But he'll put you on the world's most dangerous mission and be like, oh, by the way, like, take this coin. Or, oh, yeah, here's a ticket to get into the sewer filled with crab spider scorpions. Like, best of luck. Like, he could, like, so many times he puts people in. Yeah. Extreme Peril is just like, I hope you figure it out based on this wink I'm giving yeah. you. It's like, dude, give me something to work hope, with here. I hope you trust me.
2: My biggest complaint with the movie is the Dumbledore's, like, we can't know the plan going forward because Grindelwald can see all of our moves, which is just like a story device for. We don't want to tell you the plan, but we don't have a real reason to not tell you the plan right now. So we're going to screenwrite that. Uh, nobody's allowed to know the plan especially yeah. the character that this movie is following specifically. The triple Monty I did like I did
0: like that guy being like oh it's a Triple Monty it's from nah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: he's like you guys don't have that yep. alright
1: <laughs> yeah Jacob Kowalski is the is the everyman right um, the person that allows you to enter the world as the like I'm the muggle who got thrown into this and wow it's so fun um, and he does a great job of being sweet Uh, being truly open and kind-hearted but also uh, being a fun character to watch Uh, but like when he is at Hogwarts and talking about his wand and the kid's like where'd you get it like, got it for Christmas Uh, and then he (laughs) then he Uh. eats like the bad candy that the Slytherin kids give him like totally gullible and it's like that's what that's what of course I would do like, I would just be bragging mm-hmm. about all my, my robes and my, my talking frog and, you know, like, ah. my wand and stuff. And I would totally fall for every prank somebody pulled on me because I don't know what magic is. Like, that, that's the most yeah. relatable thing about that.
0: I think with all of us as a society being on Twitter and TikTok, like you were talking about earlier, our, our attention span has shrunk, I think. Um, if you ever, like, try to watch a movie at home with someone on the couch... And, like, just see how long it takes them to like, pick up their phone and, like, play a game or, you know, look something up instead of watch the movie. And so I think nowadays you have, like, five to ten minutes to really grab an audience at the beginning of a movie. At least for me. And I'm very cognizant. Like, I put my phone away from my body when I start a movie because, like, I want to be locked in. And this movie opening up with that scene um, at the cafe with Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Is it Walt or Vault? What are we going with here? Grindelwald. Grindelwald, so I was wrong on all occasions. Great. So this movie opens up with the cafe scene with Dumbledore and Grindelwald, and they're having a weird, co- like, it, it just, it did like nothing about that scene made me be like, oh, this is strap in. I'm in for a good one here, you know. And then it picked up with Ezra Miller shooting Newt and not killing him for no reason, and the baby goat thing running away. Um, that got me. But like them starting off with that scene. I guess it was to kind of like be like, hey, this is about a love story gone wrong. Like, This is about uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald and how they are they they didn't work out and how it's bad now. Um, but I just feel like there had to be a more dynamic way they could have shown that because the scene starts with a really wide um, shot of just Dumbledore sitting by himself and then it ends with a wide shot pulling away of Grindelwald and Dumbledore sitting at the thing together. And it's just kind of like, if you've got to move the camera that much to like get some action in this scene, to like get yeah. some movement in this scene, then like maybe we should have done this a different way. And I don't know what the way it would have been. I don't know if it's them riding on horseback together and holding hands and, <laughs> and making out. But I, it wasn't them drinking tea, I don't think. But that was my take.
2: I much more enjoyed the, the necklace that was like strangling Dumbledore the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: a cool concept. And very like, visceral of, like, oh, he can't because anytime he thinks about it, this thing's going to, like, pop his hand off or mm-hmm. or his heart or whatever. Um, I thought maybe they could have done something more with that. I agree with you. Opening up with some exposition is kind of a a lot to ask from an audience nowadays. You better
0: really come off, you really you better really come out swinging if that's the way you start. And I thought I did okay. That that next scene was enough to keep me interested, yeah. but it wasn't enough to me be, like, oh, fired up for this.
2: Mm-hmm. Like I said, I love it. Anytime the Death Eaters kind of show up in the world, like you're not, and, they, and they're never like, oh, let's go battle with the Death Eaters. It's mm-hmm. always, they are have their own plans and sometimes they overlap. And when they do, like a, a battle comes out. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to shoot a spell with my wand. It's like, they do magic really cool where they're like missiles firing, bouncing off walls, ricocheting, and they teleport right in front of you and around you and, you know, throw in a baby chinchilla and <laughs> or uh, a deer fawn thing, and you've got drama. The,
0: uh, the other thing I thought was really good about this movie, uh, very vis- visually and aesthetically pleasing, was Professor Hicks, I think is her name, we decided mm-hmm. on that. When she was fighting the bad guys, she threw one of them into a wall. She, you know, she uh, put one into the ground. She threw a bunch of stuff at people. And I was like, okay, yeah, if you're not going to kill people, at least throw them into a wall. I'm for that. Like, make them a part of the wall. I'm down with it.
1: Yeah, like, beat... Oh, they did a really good job with that. Yeah, it was more creative in the spells Mm -hmm. versus, like... And this was always part of my problem with uh, the original movies, was that very early on, the only way anybody casted spells was by saying them out loud. By the Mm -hmm. fourth book movie, they were like, what if we stopped saying anything and we just made them little blue balls of light? And everyone was like, great. But then, like, retcon, it's like, why were we ever saying spells to begin with at all? (laughs) Like, I get maybe, like, the young kids have to do it, but why are all the teachers doing it? It's not necessary. Uh, And now we've just gone full fledge into that, where just, like, we don't even... You don't know what any of the spells are anymore. You're not here for that. You're just here to see green lightning hit red lightning, and we're like, oh, Magic! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it it always feels a little... Never cross streams. Yeah, it feels a little, um, you know, cheap to me because it it you always have the immediate out of magic happen and I don't have to explain to you what it was anymore. Right. Like, just know that it happened.
0: Well, Crawford, I know that we've, we've kind of talked a lot about what we didn't like and what we liked about it. What was the biggest thing for you... That made you walk away, going "meh." Uh,
1: I think it was a lot of the the. There were two characters in particular, and I've talked about that. Um, but then it was the plot didn't make sense to me, uh, and like I get it uh, on paper, but it just wasn't captivating. Uh, I didn't care about it. I didn't care about Ezra Miller as an Obscurial and Aberforth's son. Mm-hmm. Didn't care. And oh, apparently yeah, that came together real and quick. And apparently nobody else did either. Also, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, if you're ever going to apparate, it better be when you have your like dying, reconnected son on your arm. Is he really <laughs> about to walk him all the way down those stairs? <laughs> like, are you we serious? <laughs> like, one time... Act like a dad who cares and be like, I'm getting you out of here immediately, son. Look, I brought a port key. Let me
0: walk you down all 6,000 of these. No, we're walking all the way home. We have a
1: lot to talk about. We're going to reconnect on the whole three year journey back home.
2: Double Door's just like, I could heal him. No, No, never.
1: The next next one is just called The Odyssey of Aberforth, and it's just him (laughs) and Ezra Miller. Just getting there. Um, You brought... No, no, no. Go go ahead.
0: You just brought up the next one. So I kind of assumed that this was a trilogy and it's wrapped up and we have this, we have Harry Potter and we're done. But the ending seemed to suggest that we will get more movies of Dumbledore chasing Grindelwald.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that we're going to get five. I think they've signed him up for a five uh, series. And if they follow the uh, typical series lesson, it's gonna be the last movie split into two. So we might get six.
0: Who knows? I don't know if I can handle any more of Newt like murmuring and stuttering through stuff. Not
1: looking at you. Stuff.
0: Yeah, it's just I think it's good too. But like three movies of it is like enough is enough. Make eye contact. Spit it out, kid. Like come on.
2: I want him to do like a Steve Irwin alligator hunter what was it was the uh crocodile hunter. crocodile hunter i want that series but with just newt scamander being like oh back there's a magical crocodile i'm gonna go wrestle it um and his kind of no looking shuffle with his right shoulder always leaning forward i could watch that for hours upon hours um but i think grindelwald was supposed to be the wizard that inspired Voldemort. yeah so hopefully i imagine we're going to see a little bit of that play in as well of um Kind of his big scheme and how? Um, oh, I'm blanking on uh, Voldemort's real name. Tom Riddle. Tom Riddle. Nice. Um, so I, I, well, I mean, at this
0: point, the dude usurped a, a, a democratic election and said it's time for us to take the world back and kill the Muggles. So like, all Tom's got to do is read a newspaper. At this point, he's pretty much uh, yeah. Out.
1: And yeah. I love that. Yeah, go, that guy had a good idea. Right? I love that man. There's a lot of things, and I get it's kind of pointing a commentary at, like, where we are in a society today of, like, misinformation and following world leaders and how easily people can get riled up to follow, you know, a a strong personality. Sure, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But holy crap, he went from being, like, a war criminal to being, like, forgiven of that crime and then in nine minutes being like, he's also going to be the new leader of the wizarding world. And then, yeah. and everybody was just totally fine with it. And then, <laughs> and then when he actually did get elected without skipping a beat, he was like, yeah. you know, that thing that we're not supposed to do and everybody knows is bad. And it's like, we have like laws and rules." the like forbidden it. one. Some might call it forbidden. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it now in front of all of you on the live Twitch banner stream and (laughs) I'm going to kill this guy and declare war and everybody was like still cool with it Yeah. and it's like hey guys we can't put this much trust in a little baby deer like what are we doing (laughs) there's got to be a checks and balance
0: (laughs) <laughs> it is, wasn't this set in like the late 30s early 40s that sounds right well good question yeah sure because we'll i it. couldn't really tell if this was trying to i couldn't really tell knowing very little about this stuff going into it i couldn't tell if this was trying to be a commentary on like today's political structure or in the 30s and 40s when hitler was coming to power but that is a scary thought that i couldn't figure out sure yeah. which time frame we were talking about um, which I just guess shows you that history repeats itself, yeah. um, but you know, slightly different every time. Um, but yeah, it was. I couldn't tell if they were trying to do like a of like an overtly Nazi theme. I mean, it, that's kind of what I got from Voldemort when I was watching those. Um, it's pretty airy and racy. Like, we got to let them be on the ballot because if not, they're going to riot. I thought that was interesting. And I'm not sure that that's, you know, ter- I don't know. I don't know. That, that made me think. And I thought that was a really good point yeah. um, in the movie where I was like, I can't tell if this is Nazi Germany or if this is 2022 politics coming into play, but that was one thing I thought they did a really good job of. Yeah,
1: at. I mean, I definitely interpreted that one line you, you mentioned there uh, as a guy manipulating the system because he, he clearly had the ulterior motive of, like, I'm setting up Grindelwald this whole time. Like, he's going to be and my why? guy.
0: Did I miss, like, why did they do that?
2: Uh, uh, Dumbledore mentions that he takes the easy way out by letting people mm-hmm. go for the election. So he just was not going to fight the huge population that was backing Grindelwald. Um, instead, he was going to be like, no, 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 let him run. And he's going to be beat out by everybody. And hmm. then Grindelwald was going to win. He was like, not going to say anything. So I think it was just a commentary on weak leadership. There you go. But you mentioning that it's like the 30s or 40s has put an image in my head of wizards on the Battle of World War I. And France land just firing silent missiles at each other and artillery strikes.
0: We'd we'll be talking about World War II at that point. Correct if I'm wrong, Garama. Yeah,
2: two. Okay, so we have a little bit more airplanes in the sky but essentially <laughs> the same type of battle. In the woods, maybe. There's snow sometimes. Trench foot's still a thing. Magical trench foot, though, so that's really intense.
0: To get us back on track slightly, I talked about the first five to ten minutes of this movie. The last five to ten minutes of this movie also puzzled me mm. where we just had this big glorious you know defeat and our victory over the bad guys and then it cuts to the wedding which i get you and you want to end at a wedding scene like i'm for that but then it just it goes to that conversation between dumbledore and newt outside on the bench you know what i'm talking yep. about like in the snow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like nothing really comes of that yeah and then he just kind of walks away and it's like if if there are more movies to come from, well, this, yeah, because they can't
1: apparate like, anymore; they only walk now.
0: Yeah, right. We've we've covered that. Yeah, like if there is supposed to be more after this, then like why not give us a little nugget, you know, a little a little something to chew on? Well, he did to wait for the next movie. Uh, he said, or, "He said
1: like I I may need you again," or something like that. Or Newt's like, "If you ever need me again, uh, like I'll I'll be there." So basically, like telling Dumbledore, "I'm in for the next adventure." Like I get that we wrapped this one up, but like. I'm still yeah. Go.
0: Right, but I think the difference between like good storytelling and like mediocre storytelling is you have that versus you have Nick Fury showing up and saying I'm putting a team together. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like one of those like gets you like oh man, can't wait for the next one, and one of them is just like okay, are we done or is there more, or is it just like open ended in case there's more? You know? I think it's that I one. Know. I think they
1: maybe just be trying to leave it open ended, going we don't know exactly See if makes what's money.
0: next. Um, Yeah, I bet they're trying to see if this makes enough money to even do anymore because I don't think it's doing real well. I don't think the last one did real well either in the box office.
1: Yeah, Uh, what they should do is abandon this franchise and make a franchise of uh, young James Potter, young Sirius Black. uh, Oh yeah, young Snape as a Death Eater. Like, show me those guys. uh, Cool, because I'd be in. That's what. That's what I want.
0: Just getting into shenanigans at Hogwarts.
2: Way darker.
1: Yeah, get Zack Snyder in there and make it (laughs) (laughs)
2: like
1: all, all, yeah, gray. I want an entire black and white uh, (laughs) Harry Potter movie. That is just about going to do it for us on Not The Podcast You Deserve. Thank you for listening to us as we talked about... The Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them, The Secrets of Dumbledore. He has so many because he never tells you any of the information. Part three. Anyway, <laughs> uh, whatever your opinions were of the movie, of the franchise as a whole, please reach out to us uh, at on Twitter at podcast or email us at podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd be happy to hear what we got wrong uh explain to us what's forbidden about those curses why we're not apparating everywhere and what fantastic beasts you think we're gonna see next and how it's gonna impact the wizarding world at a dramatic level um thanks for listening this is not the podcast user.
0: accio closeout music